Iron Realm fans. The next book in the Iron Realm Strategy Guide series is available now on Drive-Thru RPG. Pick up the book now that covers the upcoming chapters and give Character 8 the gift of future sight. Replete with up-to-date maps and a collection of fiction drawn straight from upcoming episodes, take you this offering now as the latest jewel for your own Iron Realm collection. With the latest Iron Realm strategy guides, you, traveler, are following the action and meeting each challenge every step of the way. Visit DriveThruRPG.com and search on the Iron Realm with your adult settings enabled. Acquire this latest strategy guide and each of the others for your own Iron Realm collection. Now, raise your sword and shield into the maze. We go. The following podcast is intended for adult audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The Iron Realm. Chapter 80. The First Question. Ask your first question, came the voice of the Grumark. It had been decided amongst them that they would ask for Hiren's location first, and then after, the way to the Citadel, and last of all, for a way that the Dungeon Wives might be freed. Though there had been some disagreement amongst them at first, they carefully negotiated the order amongst themselves according to the needs of the present moment. The many possible gifts from which the idol might choose had been laid out across the floor, some two dozen in all, each one finer than the last, and even the Fist of Unther had been given as a choice, for there was no wish to insult the Grumark by its exclusion. Orson asked the first question. Please do tell us, Lord Grumark of the West Wall, he said, taking care to address this being as he had been told to do, asking the question very carefully in a manner that the group had decided upon by consensus. Assuming that we exit through the Hall of Dreams, and by way of the shortest route, what is the exact path we should take in order to reach the location of Hyren the Unicorn? Amazar and Stockholm, under the illumination of Sapphires, had their maps at the ready as the Grumark grumbled in seeming concentration. And at last he told to them the exact path they had requested, step by step, turn by turn, until the final route had been told, back to the crossway, up through the secret way, deep into the territory of the goblins, in a far chamber 
that had been secured by lock and key. Carefully, the knowledge was transcribed onto their maps. Carefully, and quickly too, for both of them knew that the answer would not be repeated. This is Gamma One, said Solus. And we have no choice but to go through the chieftain's chamber? Silence, young Solus, said Amazar. Lest our benefactor interpret your idle query as our next request. Solus did as he was told, and Nim pulled up alongside him, and they both looked upon the Grumark, who they expected would soon ask a question next. For this is your maze master, Abel Enzo, coming to you once again with a new tale of the Iron Realm. This episode has many facets for you to explore. I have written this chapter after some long bout with Block. And I'm pleased now by this recording to announce to you that not only has it passed, but the experience has resolved itself as fruitful, most fruitful indeed, for I have designed a full new map of another space within the Iron Realm, previously undescribed and a little explored prior on the podcast. I'm putting my finishing touches on this map at this time, and I do believe I'll be including it in the latest Iron Realm Adventure Log and Strategy Guide, that one covering chapters 71 through 80, that by the time of this listening will surely be available on DriveThruRPG, as have been the prior installments of that series. I'm considering to dropping in the current version of the level Alpha 1 map as well. It makes sense, after all, for a player to have access to all the details so far described upon the podcast. And if you've been mapping along, why not pick up a copy, at least, of the strategy guide for chapters 71 through 80 for within you'll be able to compare all the notes with the map that you have already detailed and this area does indeed exist in the character tribe's future 
So more to come on that as tonight's podcast proceeds. Secrets of the Maze Master, Maze Master, Maze Master. Come to me, travelers. Sit by the fire, and I shall give you new secrets. It has been some time since we have last discussed. And it was at that time that I revealed to you the secrets of the six most common maze features. But this is not the end of the mapper's art. Indeed, there are many new secrets still left to be revealed. I've been recording all the secrets too within the companion volume for the Maze Master within the Iron Realm Solitaire Dungeon Design and Maze Master's Guide so everything I tell you today will be in there along with all my other secrets too the details I reveal to you tonight are those that will aid you when realizing a cave complex in the Iron Realm setting. I'll be discussing the six features in some detail here, as well as a few symbols that I haven't revealed before, but which you may be making use of soon for your character 8 campaign. Unlike Alpha 1, the Goblin Kingdom, Gamma 1, is not represented by sharp corners and smooth-hewn stone corridors, but instead it is represented as a cave complex mined out of the surrounding rock roughly by the labor of the goblins or their slaves. The six common maze features that I use for a cave complex are as follows. The straightaway, the altern, the T, the room, the crossway, and the straightaway with a door included. These features are drawn with their exact properties determined by dice in a way very similar to that used on level Alpha 1 with just a few exceptions as I am soon to note. First, once you've finished drawing one of these shapes, a straightaway for example, Go ahead and build up the interior walls of the shape. You can do this by drawing a jagged line alongside the straight edge line that you've already produced, and then shade it in until it looks like 
a jagged cave wall. I like to shade mine in nice and black to really get the feel of a dreaded claustrophobic space. Probably best not to extend the inward wall of any shape too far, since we still have to assume that there's plenty of room for a couple of characters to pass through side by side. I should emphasize a couple of things about this method. First, is remember, only embellish interior walls of any of these features, not the exterior walls. Because often, when mapping, it's not known what's on the other side of said exterior walls. Especially when your maze is being realized on the fly. Of course, at a later time, once you do know what is opposite that exterior wall, you may feel free to come back and embellish it with jagged lines at a later time. But at least when each feature is first put down, remember, interior walls only. This effect is very, very pleasing to the eye. And it looks especially cool when it is performed upon a room. I use a little more license when detailing the cave walls on the interior of a room. And what I especially like is by the time I'm done, the room will appear even quite circular, with the interior walls closing to create a rounded shape. Pulling this off involves a lot of shading, but I can tell you, the effect is well worth it. I do avoid completely covering any of the interior squares, since these do need to be available in case a combat breaks out. So follow this guideline too, when creating any map for Character 8. Although I suppose, if you are maze-mastering your own solitaire game, in that case, the choice is up to you. A final note regarding the action of embellishing interior walls. It's probably best to indicate any of your doors before adding and shading your jagged cave walls because once you black out an area, it's very hard to add doors afterwards. So add them first, and then shade in your interior cave walls after. If you do it right, the door will appear to blend seamlessly straight into the thick stone wall. Try it for yourself. I think you'll be pleased at the result. So of the six these features that I have noted for the cave complex, they are generated truly just the same as those for Alpha 1. But the sixth shape, which is the straightaway, with doors included, adds a little something extra which contributes to the overall shape of the cave complex's design. Generate a straightaway with doors, just as you would generate any other straightaway, except upon finishing, determine one of the interior squares at random to find out which square has a door. 
for example, if your straightaway is four squares long, then roll a d4 to find out which square has a door. And once this is determined, roll a die to indicate a high-low score, and use this to determine exactly which side of the passage the door appears on. Once you have the exact location, you may add your door, although again, you will want to randomly determine exactly what kind of door it is. Is it a standard door? Is it a secret door? Or an open doorway? Using a small chart of your own design, you can quickly determine this and then draw it onto your map. If it's not possible to draw the door you have indicated in the spot that the dice have chosen, you are the maze master after all, so feel free to adjust the result in order to fit the geography of the maze that you are drawing down. So now you have what you need in order to randomly generate your own cave complex system. And as I mentioned, for the Character 8 campaign, it will come in quite handy in case the tribe ever reaches the Goblin Kingdom. Yet before I conclude, I'm going to give you the method for drawing a few new symbols for your maze. From practice on prior episodes, you already know how to draw doors, secret doors, stairways, entryways, teleport crystals, statues, and trapdoors. Let me introduce a few others now, which you may choose to record in your own notes for future reference and use. The first new symbol drawn into a wall is the double door, and it is drawn similarly to the standard door, except that you place two of these side by side. Sometimes I'll draw in a small rectangle first, and then split it in the middle to indicate the double door. It is easy to draw this in to separate any two squares. Another symbol is the ladder. And I suppose I consider it to be a sort of door as well, to be drawn between two squares. To draw a ladder, I just make a circle which overlaps both those squares, and I place an L into it. It works a little differently than usual doors, depending on the ladder. But the L with a circle around it represents actually a rope ladder so it can be raised and lowered from an upper level into a lower space. I suppose if I wanted to indicate a ladder which is bolted into the wall or otherwise immovable, I would instead draw an entryway and put an L right in the middle of it. Another kind of door would be the cage door, also known as bars, and instead of drawing a standard door into a wall, I would put instead three or four dots, or maybe three or four very short lines, in order to show this. You may remember from the narrative 
there's also a mining car system in the Goblin territory. So I don't usually draw the mining car, but I do draw in the tracks. So when drawing a set of tracks, simply indicate a faint line traveling inside of map squares. And once you've drawn the faint line, indicate short lines all along it as if to show the tracks. Remember, the short lines shouldn't take up a lot of space because, for example, it may be possible to have a rail system traveling right down the middle of a straightaway, so the final track certainly shouldn't take up more space than that. And then finally, the last symbol that I'd like to indicate for you is the pit. Draw it onto your graph paper as a kind of a circle shape. Although once I finish that circle, I kind of continue with my pen two or three more times so that I overlap the outside of the circle more than once. This gives the circle sort of a rough looking shape and this, my friends, is the pit. Now you've got all the new shapes and symbols. So why don't you practice these on your own in order to get the hang of it? If you haven't already, get yourself a fresh sheet of Map Master's graph paper and create yourself a cave complex at random, starting from any location and laying down the six common features as described in my narrative here. You want to lay down at least one cave room, straight away, straight away with doors, altar, T, and crossroads. Make use of the symbols that I've described here, such as the rope ladder, the permanent ladder, the double doors, and the cage door. Detail them all onto your map, and when you're done, Build out all your interior walls to give a sense of a cave complex wending its way deep into the maze in all directions. <laughs> I'll be dropping these notes into the appendix of the Iron Realm Solitaire Dungeon Design and Maze Master's Guide, and as I come up with new strategies for other kinds of dungeon mazes, I think I'll expand that appendix over time as well. So anyone who has the ebook will naturally be notified each time the length of that volume expands. I guess it pays to have the ebook. <laughs> Thanks for sitting with me by the fire tonight. We'll just have to see if I can give you an in-game reason to make use of these new shapes and strategies that I've described for you this night. <laughs> the Iron Round, copyright A. Lenzo can be found online at theironrealm.com and at theironrealm.blogspot.com.
tribal matters. The tribe has entered room 24, the sapphire chamber. This room is at position 17, 19, 18, 23. It is 1.30 p.m. on the 29th day of Primaris, and the tribe of Solus has come face to face with the Grumark, whilst the current spells for the tribe are as follows. Kailana, Mystic Missile, times two, Amazar, Door Denial, times two, Len, Hands of Healing, times two, Celeste, Hands of Healing, times two, Twyla, Hands of Healing, Nim, Hands of Healing, and Orson, Ventriloquist. Additionally, the halfling, Bardar, has sustained wounds. He is at 18 out of 21. The sense of vertigo in the sapphire chamber is ever present, though the group has recovered from this enough to consider their current situation. With the gifts now laid out for the Grumark, they consider carefully amongst themselves what they may ask of the idol. Although it seems it's at least possible that they'll be able to ask as many questions as they want. Some of their number, notably Amazar and Marx, are suspicious of this possibility. For the Grumark is still very much an unknown factor. So although there are many questions that might be asked, they negotiate with one another as to which questions should hold priority and which questions should be held in reserve to be asked later. Ultimately, Hiren is deemed to be in the worst danger since the Dungeon Wives are in all likelihood safe and protected within their chamber and its defenses. Meanwhile, the Citadel is a fortified stronghold with its inhabitants surely safe, even with the loss of one wizard and one halfling captain. Even so, reaching it might well secure the safety of the tribe of Solus, and so the question of its location is considered to be of secondary priority after receiving the location of Hiren, but before pursuing a way to free the Dungeon Wives. And after that, says Solus, maybe we could be told about the movements and the weaknesses of our enemies. The Goblin King has twice sent units to capture us and I wouldn't be surprised if they attempted again. It's possible too, says Marx, that the ancient dwarvish homeland isn't far from here either. I wouldn't mind seeing that again, if it were possible to do. First things first, says Amazar. Let us have our priorities straight, and let us understand also that there is a price to pay for each of the Grumark's questions that we are unable to answer. He's right, says Solus. 
let's try our hand at this game. One question at a time, and go from there. Orson the Elf is moved forward, and he asks the Grumark their first question. Please do tell us, Lord Grumark of the West Wall, he said, taking care to address this being as he had been told to do. Assuming that we exit through the Hall of Dreams and by way of the shortest route, what is the exact path we should take in order to reach the location of Hyren, the Unicorn? The voice of the Grumark is low, and the idol on the wall growls. But the being does reveal an exact and detailed path to the place where the unicorn can be found. Amazar calls for their maps to be laid down, and under the light of sapphires, he works with the dwarves and the others and the tribe in order to record every detail given by the Grumark. For indeed it is believed unlikely that the Grumark will repeat his answer should they miss any portion of his instruction. If you're playing the Character 8 campaign, or if you're mapping along too, you will wish to do the same. Start for yourself a clean map, and you may use a sheet of official Iron Realm Map Master Graph paper for this process, since the location to be detailed is Gamma 1, the Goblin Kingdom. 43 squares across, and 33 squares down, in all. Make sure you understand the new Mapmaster's secrets given in an earlier segment of this podcast. But if you do not, I highly recommend that you pause the podcast now and review all those secrets, making a point to complete the exercises given there as well. For in the upcoming episodes, you will need them. But once you are ready, we may proceed. Now, on level Gamma 1, at position 22 across, 28 down, there is a trapdoor in the floor, so draw a circle in that square and put an F in it. And next, let's draw the room itself, which is room number one, called the Goblin Chieftain's Throne Room. It is at position 1826, 2230, and there is a door in the northeastern corner on the eastern wall of that square. Additionally, at position 1828, there is a double door on the western wall. By the way, everything on Gamma 1 is rendered as a cave complex, so for all the interior walls of the Goblin Chieftain's throne room, go ahead and fill them out to show that this is a cave chamber. Go ahead, embellish all the interior walls now, and I prefer to round out the corners too. If, as the map master, you've started a new log, to detail all the rooms of Gamma 1, then you may note that for Room 1, the Goblin Chieftain's Throne Room, that the trap door is located beneath 
the Goblin King's throne and can be accessed only by way of a secret catch. Also, on the northern wall, many weapons are displayed on racks. There are also some mats upon the floor. And finally, the room is often under guard by the king's bodyguard. Through the double doors, there is a six square straightaway going north to south. That straightaway begins at position 1730 and ends at position 1725. Heading north, the next feature is a T pointed west. And by the northern way, there's another straightaway of two squares, but this straightaway has a double door on the eastern wall at position 1721. Heading further north still, there's another straightaway, this time only one square, and it has a double door on its western wall. Heading north again, there's an altern pointed east, and in the corner of the altern, at position 1717, on the northern wall, there is a door. Through the door, there's a T pointed to the west. Further north, there's a three square straightaway, which has a rope ladder at position 1713. The rope ladder is on the western wall. Headed further north, there's a T pointed to the east, though at position 1710, there's also a rope ladder on the western wall. Heading east now, at the T, there's a straightaway of only one square at position 19-9. And after this, there's a T pointed to the north. Next, there is a four square straightaway headed to the east. And at position 24-9, there is also a double door on the northern wall. And next, there's a T pointed to the north. But should the group take the eastern way, the T dead ends in a double door. Through the double door is an altern, but this one is positioned most interestingly. For the corner of the altern is at position 30 across, 9 down, and the altern points both to the east and the south. To the east of the altern is a two-square straightaway, and at position 33 across, 9 down, there is a double door on the northern wall. Further east, there is a T pointed to the south, and the southern portion of the T dead ends, although there is a secret door on the southern wall. Beyond the secret door, there is a straightaway of two squares which runs east to west. This two-square straightaway occupies the following squares. 35 across, 11 down, 36 across, 11 down. The two-square straightaway is closed off on its western side, but it is open to the east. Proceeding to the east, there is an altern which points south, 
And going further south, there's a seven square straightaway. Though there's a secret door in the eastern wall of this straightaway, located at position 38 across, 17 down. Inside is the hidden chamber, room 26, and it is here that the Grumark indicates that Hyren can be found. The room is located at 39 across, 13 down, 41 across, 17 down. So make all your notes as you will, and what is known of the Gamma 1 map so far will be dropped into the latest Iron Realm Strategy Guide for chapters 71 through 80. Working carefully together, the group puts the notes onto their own maps, feverishly scrawling, in order to add all the details whilst the Grumark still speaks. At last, they have completed their task, and they look upon the Grumark in anticipation of his question. But they wait, and then they wait, whilst the question itself never comes. Has the group been lured by their need for knowledge into a trap from which there is no escape? Locked in the Sapphire Room, with their supposed host now silent before them, and without any way out. Tune in, travelers, one and all, to the upcoming episode of the Iron Realm Chapter 81. The tribe has secured the map that they have sought, but at what cost? Iron Realm! Iron Realm! Iron Realm! <laughs> Maybe the promise of Hyren, the unicorn, was too good to believe after all.